Next on PIJN News, Dr. Chaps reports on these important issues. There's a court victory, surprisingly, from California, where a state court has ruled three to zero that the state cannot punish Christians and nursing home staff who speak truth to transgender liars. Matt Barbara will explain. Former Navy Chaplain Gordon James Klingenschmidt took a stand to defend religious freedom by daring to pray publicly in Jesus' name. Now he helps you by reporting the news, discerning the spirits, and praying the scriptures. Would you pray with us? Here's Dr. Chaps. God bless you in Jesus' name. My name is Chaplain Gordon James Klingenschmidt, Dr. Chaps, and you're watching PIJN News. On this show, we'd like to do three things. We report the news, we discern the spirits, and we pray the scriptures in Jesus' name. Are you ready to pray the news with us? Here's our first story. There's a surprising courtroom victory to report, and Christian Post tells us that a California court has ruled unanimously, three to zero, that Christian nurses in a nursing home don't have to use transgender pronouns when addressing their patients. Christians have free speech. They don't have to call a man a woman, even though the California state law would try to force Christians to do this, we now have freedom to speak truth even when transgenders lie about their identity. Christian, Christian Post confirms that a California appeals court has ruled that a state law that requires nursing home staff to use transgender pronouns is actually a violation of the Christian's free speech rights to not use those pronouns. In a unanimous three to zero decision last month from the California Third District Court of Appeals, state court, judges ruled against a 2017 rule that penalizes non-compliant healthcare providers who repeatedly fail to use trans-identified residents' preferred names or pronouns. Violations could have been prosecuted as misdemeanor crimes and violators, like those Christian nurses trying to care for your grandma in the nursing home, could face up to 180 days in jail and a $2,500 fine for quote unquote misgendering a confused transgender individual. In other words, calling a man a man when he prefers to be called a woman, now they say that we're the ones misgendering. Actually, the man is misgendering himself when he lies and says that he's a woman. They denoted that biological sex indeed might be, quote, disrespectful, discourteous, or insulting for a Christian to use the wrong gender. However, First Amendment does not protect only speech that is inoffensively or artfully articulates a person's point of view, at the very least. Willful refusal to refer to transgender persons by their preferred pronouns conveys general disagreement with the concept that a person's gender identity may be different from the sex the person was assigned at birth. Consistent with the legislature's findings in enacting California law, section 1439.51, we conclude, says the California Appeals Court, that misgendering does indeed convey an ideological message, therefore it's protected. Because the pronoun provision is a content-based restriction of speech. We disagree with both the trial court and the attorney general 
liberal Democrat, who argues that the provision is merely a time, place, or manner restriction. It's more than that. Free speech law protects a wide variety of speech. A listener may find offensive, including insulting speech, based on race, national origin, or religious belief, end quote. The court further held that had the regulation been more specific by targeting intentional insults or harassment, and not just including, not including criminal penalties, it might have been upheld. And that's the news, our thanks to Christian Post for that report. So here's my analysis, right? And let's take a moment and discern the spirits. On this program, we like to try to discern the spirits behind the news and, and the news involving the human actors in this story um, centers around this idea of compelled speech. Can a Christian be forced to use the pronouns that are assigned to a, a, a non-conforming, you know, gender dysphoric confused person? In this story, we have California legislators, we have nurses, we have uh, confused transgender people, maybe they're in the nursing home. God bless them, they need good Christian care. But those are the human actors in the story. Where are the non-human spirits in the story? How do we discern, for example, the spirit of God from the, in, in the story, or the spirit of the angels, or the spirit of the demons behind the human personalities? We do that through the lens of biblical morality. And here's what I mean by that. For every human choice that is moral, we're not talking about amoral or non-moral choices. We're talking about moral choices to, to choose sin or to choose holiness. For every human actor, there are spirits behind those moral impulses that are whispering to us to do the right thing, which is the voice of holiness, the voice of God, or to do the wrong thing and to choose sin, which is the voice of the devil. So let's pretend that you're a, a nurse in a nursing home and you love your patients and you care about them and you pray for them, <clears throat> sometimes in person, sometimes just quietly at your desk and you're praying for this transgender confused person who comes and says, he's a man, but he says, I feel like a woman today. And so nurse, can you call me the opposite of what God made me to be? Now the nurse in this moment is in the valley of decision. She has a choice, should I honor God and speak truth even though it may offend this person who wants to be called a woman, he's a man, uh, should I speak truth and prophesy to them that, that God made them uniquely to be a man? Or should I lie to them and join their delusion and join their demonic deception when they're trying to compel me to misidentify them? And, and that nurse, thank God, she not only said, I will stand with Christ, but she went to court over it and she won a lawsuit with, on a three to zero decision. On the other hand, this gender confused person, maybe it's a man who feels like a woman inside or a, a woman who feels like a man inside, but is that really a, a different person inside of them or is that a demonic spirit inside of them that is manifesting the spirit of lying? We discern the demonic spirit. The Bible says this in 2 Timothy 3. But know this, that in the last days, perilous times will come. We're approaching the last days, are we not? Let's pray about this. Father in heaven, we pray in Jesus' name for religious freedom, for our nurses. We thank God for this 
common sense decision that compelled speech may not force Christians to lie or to entertain, even if it's offensive, to those who are easily offended. Father, we pray instead for a spirit of love to manifest inside our Christian doctors and nurses. Give them the liberty to minister the gospel in truth. In Catholic nursing homes, in Christian nursing homes, or even just Christians who happen to be on the job. They're serving and providing for the medical needs of those who are confused. Father, we even pray that the demonic spirits inside of the transgender community would be rebuked and exposed and cast out. We pray for real and genuine exorcisms to begin to deliver these people and give them freedom. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's take a short break. When we come back, Matt Barber has constitutional law analysis. Dr. Chaps will be right back with more PIJN News. If you've been following the LGBTQ agenda, there is now a radical program to take away freedom from Christians like you. In fact, they're trying to pass an unconstitutional law now. It's misnamed as the Equality Act, but it's really inequality for Christians. And it punishes people like Jack Phillips, the baker who didn't wanna participate in gay weddings and florists and photographers. It also forces co-ed bathrooms on every business owner in America. You could lose your business if you don't let men into the ladies' restroom. It violates the privacy and safety of women, forces women to compete with men in their own sporting events. And finally, there are no religious exemptions. Even your church will be vulnerable. We want you to sign a petition against this today at PrayInJesusName.org. Click on PrayInJesusName.org. There's a row of petitions there. Look for the one called Equality. We will send it to Congress. Sign up today. Today we are remembering to pray for the 45th president, Donald J. Trump. In fact, we have commemorated now a special coin to remember perhaps the most pro-life, pro-family, pro-Israel, and pro-America president of our generation. And here it is, limited supplies now of a special commemorative Donald J. Trump coin. It's golden, it says the word in God we trust right on the cover. It'll help you remember to pray for and remember the presidency of our 45th president. For a suggested donation of $45 exactly, this is while supplies last, uh, we're gonna send you that coin, but also included are two other products that we offer. You'll get a copy of my book, How to Liberate the World, and a special DVD on how to be an effective Christian activist. We'll throw in both of these, plus the coin, for a suggested donation of exactly $45 to our ministry. And on top of that, we'll throw in this special window decal, I Pray for Religious Freedom, to help you remember to pray for America. Listen, uh, there are three ways that you can give. Right now, go to our website, which is PrayInJesusName.org. Again, that's PrayInJesusName.org. Right at the top, there's an online bookstore. And one of those items is the $45 suggested donation for all four items. Visit our online bookstore at PrayInJesusName.org. Or you can call us toll free. It's an easy phone call, 866-Obey-God. Again, that's 866-O-B-E-Y-G-O-D. Tell the operator you want the special $45 offer and we'll send you all four items. Finally, you can text the word donate to 720-573-0305. Again, text the word donate 720-573-0305. Please help today. 
defending your religious freedom. Here is Dr. Chaps. Welcome back, I'm Dr. Chaps, here with analysis of this stunning three to zero victory in a California court. Who would have thought my friend and returning fan favorite, Matt Barber, constitutional attorney and former law professor. Matt, welcome to the program, how are you? Dr. Chaps, great and good to be back, it's been too long. It's been way too long, your law practice has been eating up <laughs> all of your time, but we're, we're glad to have you back in the constitutional attorney role analyzing First Amendment issues. For example, in California, a, a state court, this is surprising because they're all leftists in, in the land of fruits, nuts, and flakes, right? <laughs> yes. But they ruled in our favor, or at least Christian nursing homes and Christian nurses do not have to use transgender pronouns, referring to a woman as a man or a man as a woman. We don't have to lie and Christians have free speech. Yeah, and, and uh, you say they ruled in our favor. Uh, yes, they did. They really ruled in everybody's favor. They ruled in, in the favor of the interest of justice and, and of our constitution <laughs> and of our uh, unalienable constitutional right not to be told in kind of a George Orwell 1984 kind of way that we have to lie and say that the emperor uh, is wearing clothes when in fact the emperor is not wearing clothes. That's what this boils down to. The reality is that the courts have been pushing, the, the LGBT lobby has been pushing this, this mandate to say that you must engage in this mass delusion that a, a person with a mental illness is suffering, a woman who prefers or believes uh, herself to be a man or vice versa, and, and the courts in too many cases have said, yeah, no, you can be made to pretend along with everyone else that a man is a woman or a woman is a man. Of all the the state courts that that uh, we can imagine, California to come down here, uh, come down with a solid uh, decision and say that these nursing home employees, if there's a patient or another employee there or somebody who is struggling with this gender confusion, that they don't have to engage in that lie and pretend that that person is somebody who they are not. I, I can't think of anything worse to do to somebody with a mental illness than to lie to them and to kind of... Uh, uh, reaffirm their delusion. Reaffirm their delusion, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A, yeah. So this reminds me of a different case in, in, in Virginia. There was a school teacher, I forget his name, but he was a gym teacher and he was ordered by the, by the, the, the principal, I suppose, to supervise the locker room activities uh, yeah. of a girl who pretended to be a boy. And he said, I'm not gonna go in there and watch her shower, yeah. but, but she's a boy, we, you have to do this. And then he went to the school board meeting and got fired, but then a judge reinstated him. Uh, well, uh, and, and what happened with that, that was Liberty Council that, that handled that case. Of course, I used to work with Liberty Council, Matt Staver, great team. I uh, handled that case and uh, I, I don't remember if it actually ended up going all the way to court or if it was a demand letter that did it, but you're right, effectively, the school board, whether they were compelled to by the court or not, overturned that decision. But but let, let, let's sit on that example for a minute. Imagine a Christian man, a father, a Christian man and father, myself, I have two teenage daughters. If they said, you have to go literally be there and observe this young woman who is pretending to be a man, shower fully biological, biologically female. Let's not forget the, uh, the chaos that this would create among the young, the young men in this, in this locker room. But this father saying, no, I'm not going to, to do that. That's the, the age of insanity that we're living in. And it's just so refreshing to see, again, of all things, a California court come down and say, well, no, we can't really compel you. We can't force you affirmatively 
way to speak. And that's the great thing about the First Amendment is it, it, it's, it cannot make you affirm a position, a political position, or, or it cannot make you affirmatively speak, nor can it prohibit you from speaking. So this is the right decision. So help me draw a distinction here. I, I think of the First Amendment, and I'm not a lawyer, but uh, you are, I'm, I'm coming to you for your expertise, right? Uh, when the when the government says, chaps, you can't say that, like you can't pray in Jesus' name, and I do that anyway, that's me exercising my freedom to express my religious views. What about the the alternative where there's compelled speech and the government is saying, you must say these words even if you don't believe them. Is that a, a different nuance of the First Amendment? It, it is, and there's growing um, there, uh, decisions uh, around the country and at the national level as well that are that are saying, you know, we haven't re we haven't really entered this age of compelled speech until this this more modern era, where uh, any dissension from the uh, postmodern sexual anarchist talking points, uh, you, you it used to be just, hey, we j just stay out of our bedroom, let us uh, live our lifestyle the way we wanna live our lifestyle. It went from that to you must affirm uh, my delusion. You must allow me, a 250 pound man, to play in, in high school athletics, uh, in, in contact sports with your daughters. So we've gone to this stage of insanity and we've seen it in, in, in California, the courts in, in California was also ruled, for instance, they tried to make it a law that uh, uh, preg uh, crisis pregnancy centers had to advertise for abortionists and had to yeah. they had to have a sign up that said if if you choose to have an abortion you have to go here and they had to do it in huge font and so forth so that was trying to compel speech and California again said no you can't do that so it, we're trending in the right direction at least for now um it's it's going to all ultimately end up in the United States Supreme Court at some point but let's hope that the, the six conservative justices agree to take this court case. Uh, let's take a short break. More with Matt Barber right after this. This is PIJN News, defending your religious freedom. Dr. Chaps will be right back. Hi, I'm Dr. Chaps. I wanna introduce my friend, Mike Lindell, who wants to help support our ministry and the work of PIJN News. Uh, Mike, what do you think? Well, I think everybody out there, y'all need to get behind Pray in Jesus' Name's ministry. Dr. Chaps here, but this great ministry needs your support and you can, you should donate to it. You can also use your promo code PRAYNEWS and anything you're getting from my pillow with big discounts, a lot of those proceeds are coming right back. I'm gonna put them right back into this into your amazing charity and show. 15 years ago, I invented my pillow. It took me two years to develop because I wanted to have everything you would ever want in a pillow. I made sure that you could adjust my patent and fill so you could have the exact support you need as an individual, regardless of your sleep position. I also wanted a pillow that would last, so I made my pillow machine washable and dryable. I back my pillow with a 10-year warranty and a 60-day money-back guarantee. I'm interrupting this commercial right now. Retailers have canceled my pillow, and to thank you for your support, I'm going to pass the savings directly on to you. For example, you get my six-piece towel sets, regular $109.99, now only $44.98. Or my pillow dog beds for as low as $19.99 with your promo code. I used to think that sheets were just sheets. I got the Giza Dream sheets. They are the most comfortable sheets I've ever had. The my pillow topper for the first time has enabled me to have a cool night's sleep. I'm able to go to bed and just 
get rest. That's three inches of wonderful that's in the MyPillow mattress topper. It's just like a firm cloud. MyPillow helps me get a good night's sleep so I can do my job in the morning. Go to MyPillow.com to get deep discounts, not just on my pillows, but so much more. For example, you get my six-piece towel sets, regular $109.99, now only $44.98. Or MyPillow dog beds for as low as $19.99 with your promo code. Defending your religious freedom, here is Dr. Chaps. Welcome back, I'm Dr. Chaps. Matt Barber was just telling us about the possibility the U.S. Supreme Court would take some of these Christian liberty cases, but they recently denied cert to Baronel Stutzman. The, the florist in Washington state was ordered by the Washington State Supreme Court, you must cater to gay weddings with your flowers. And this case has been going on for years and years, should be a slam dunk. And the fact that the United States Supreme Court denied cert, and that just means that they it made it all the way to the Supreme Court. Now, uh, in fairness, they only take they take less than one percent of the cases uh, uh, in which people apply for certiorari. Uh, that means that just simply means to have the United States Supreme Court come down and make a final decision. Baronel Stutzman, unfortunately, uh, she's been ruined financially. Her retirement. Uh, this has been ongoing for years and years. Thankfully, she has had some support from the Christian community. The National Christian Community and uh, Alliance Defending Freedom has done a great job with her defense, but they've now they've reached, at least for now, the end of the road in her case. Hopefully the Supreme Court will take a case that addresses similar issues. Can, can we force you like a slave, like an indentured servant, to create a flower arrangement for a, a counterfeit gay marriage? Well, the obvious answer, of course, is no, not in a free country, right. but are we living in a free country right now under you know a Biden administration and with Democrats controlling effectively all three, this is my opinion, uh, all three uh, 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 branches of, of government effectively, you know, uh, I don't know how free we are, but uh, you know, that's why we have to keep up the good fight and that's why people like uh, those listening right now have to be involved if yeah. we're gonna turn this thing around in this country. So, so the surprising part to the denial of cert for Baronel Stutzman, the florist, is that you only need four justices, and we have six conservatives maybe on the Supreme Court. Only Justice Thomas, Alito, and Gorsuch voted to hear the Baronel Stutzman Flores case, and Amy Coney Barrett denied, and Kavanaugh, and Roberts. These are three Republican appointees who didn't wanna hear a religious liberty case. Yeah, and you know, I, I can't get into to, to their the minds of these three individuals. Roberts, we've had uh, he's disappointed us a number of times now. Obamacare, uh, Obamacare, yeah. you know, uh, everything else, and and you know, some people wonder, you know, uh, do, do they have the goods on him? Why is he ruling like this? Counter yeah. to uh, his previous speeches and and, and uh, decisions and so he's forth. He's the new Kennedy. He's the moderate. He, he is. He the is the new. He is the new swing vote flip flopper. Yeah. Uh, Amy Coney Barrett. I, you know, I don't know. I want to give her the benefit of the doubt. I know she's a, a, a God-fearing, faithful woman, and I, I would I just need to know a little more about what was their legal analysis, why, and my hope is that these conservative justices are, are saying, no, there's gonna be a better case come along where we can really kind of put the, the final nail in the coffin of this anti-Christian discrimination that we see becoming systemic across the country. That's the key word that the left is seizing on, the LGBT movement hangs their hat on, discrimination, and, and you're not allowed to discriminate against transgenders. But there was a victory in Ohio last month 
when the governor of Ohio signed new legislation, I think it was part of a budget amendment, uh, that Christian doctors cannot be compelled to do transgender surgeries or, or abortions. Mm -hmm. And that uh, if, if they're ordered to do so in Ohio, they have conscience protection clause. Mm -hmm. I don't know if it's permanent or just for the cycle of this one year budget. Uh, why, are, why are those kind of laws important in other states? You know, the First Amendment alone and, and equal protection under the law, you know, uh, the, the the Constitution itself gives us inherently the unalienable rights not to be compelled to mutilate somebody's sexual organs if you're a doctor, because they are laboring under some kind of delusion. Uh, we, uh, it, it, a no-brainer, think of the founders of the Constitution saying, you know, 100 and some odd years from now, they're going to try to make a doctor do X, Y, Z. First of all, if I were a, a, an individual who was going to have this kind of mutilation surgery, I, I think I would want my doctor to be kind of on board with the whole principle of the thing. <laughs> right. But, but, but one slip of yeah, the knife, and yeah. you might have a different opinion on this. <laughs> That's kind of what I'm saying. But, uh, but, but the reality of it is, I mean, you know, how dare these legislators, how dare uh, these judges across the country presume to tell doctors and professionals that they must engage again this emperor's new clothes delusion and take part in a sin, in the sin of mutilating these individuals who are, are precious in God's sight just as he created them. So what are you up to lately? Give us, give us a personal update. Just, uh, just practicing law, keeping real busy. Uh, as, as you know, about uh, three years ago, we hung out a shingle here in, in, uh, in, in Colorado Springs, Colorado. So I've just been doing uh, a general practice work and, and, and really enjoying it, but, uh, but I miss weighing in on all these issues. So it's... Well, I, I remember fondly when you first came out of Liberty University, you were like the protege for Matt Staver. You were like the assistant dean of the Liberty University School of Law, not just a law professor, but you were active on his radio show. You were into politics every day. You were hosting or co-hosting uh, a national radio show on, on, uh, with One News Now on AFR. Uh, and then it's like you dropped off the face of the earth. <laughs> for three years now, we haven't had you on because you've been buried in the law books and filing real court cases and family court and things here in Colorado yeah. Springs. Yeah, and, and it's it's been a, a wonderful experience and and uh, God has uh, really blessed us through it all. But he is, I, I said at the time, let's give it three years, I'm gonna bear down and do the tent making, if you will, and then eventually get back into the writing and, and, and weighing in all, on all these critical cultural issues. and. And in my absence in, in, in the last three years of really weighing in on these things, boy, have we, uh, we've come a long way, unfortunately. See what happens yeah. when you don't participate. <laughs> we need you back and, and I'm gonna pray for you right now. Uh, Father in heaven, I ask your blessing on Matt Barber personally and his wife, Sarah, and their three beautiful children. God, prosper them and, and give them your vision, your hope, your strategy, your words, your inspiration. Uh, just continue to, to grow that, that seed of faith that you've planted in, in them so many years ago, and now let it come to fruitfulness and fruition. We pray, pray this in Jesus' name, amen. Amen, thank you. All right, I'll give you the last word. No, good to be back. God bless you, chaps, and everyone listening right now, please contribute to, to the Pray in Jesus' Name ministry. You're doing yeoman's work. Real proud of you. <laughs> thank you. As a chaplain, I love the yeoman. <laughs> uh, I'm Dr. Chaps. Our website is PrayInJesusName.org. Again, that's PrayInJesusName.org. Please contribute. We need your financial support to bring you these important interviews. If you need prayer today, pick up the phone and call us at 866-Obey-God. We'll see you next time.
Dr. Chaps needs your financial support to stay on the air. Would you please send your best financial donation today? Please visit PrayInJesusName.org to donate online. Or you can mail a check to Pray in Jesus Name Ministries, Post Office Box 77077, Colorado Springs, Colorado 80970. You can also call us toll-free right now, 866-Obey-God. That's 866-O-B-E-Y-G-O-D. Please sign up for our free emails at PrayInJesusName.org. Again, that's PrayInJesusName.org. 